0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this Get Cowboys. this it is, it is. is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select like Michael Parsons! Woo! And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus. Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. It's a
2: Friday edition of the DallasCowboys.com draft show presented by Miller Lite as we are back from the SWBC studios at the Star. In Frisco, we have braved the frozen tundra of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and made it to the star in Frisco. A day late, Brian, but day never late. too late to talk about the draft.
3: No, it's always good to talk about the draft. And, you know, uh, with uh, with the combine on the horizon, you speak of frigid and cold <laughs> and all those things. I know Jeff Kavanaugh can tell us a few stories about... Combine cold. Yeah, I don't want to a talk. A different.
4: About it. No, I don't want to talk about it though. A little cold, right? A little different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, <laughs> it's mid twenties. So if it's cold outside, I'll wear a long sleeve t shirt and a hoodie. Yeah, that's, w- that's what I own.
2: That's about it. So though. that's
4: what I took to Indy because I was <laughs> like, oh, it's cold. I'll let me grab my cold things: my long sleeve t shirts and my hoodies. Mm-hmm. The negative eight wind chill does not care about your hoodie or your t-shirt yeah. at all.
2: Blows right through that rudder room jacket that you've got on. Huh?
4: Hellman tried to quit.
2: He did try to like, quit. Life. Day, day. We're walking
4: down the street in Indy yeah. after drinking, and he yeah. sat down on the sidewalk. He sat and Brian's down. like, "What are you doing?" He said, "I'm done. I can't do it. He just wanted to stay."
3: Is was it ha- like sleet in the face? No, 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 no. Just it was freezing just and windy. Bitter, bitter, bitter cold. And it's you know everybody who's gone to the combine knows how to get around without going outside. Where our hotel. Was we had to walk up past the Capitol. Dave said, "I'm done." And Dave sat down on the curb and started crying, <laughs> laugh, <laughs> laughing and crying at the same time. And I like, I grabbed his. He had his backpack, and I grabbed his like strap. And I'm like, "Come on, man, we got to go." He's like, "No, I can't go just any further. <laughs> I can't just go. Just leave me. They'll pick me up in the morning." I'm like, "No, Dave, you got to go. You got to get going." But uh, yeah, the. The Slippery Noodle and all those places, uh, they miss us up there in Indy, I think. Right Goodness
2: now. gracious. Yeah. I've I've heard a lot of draft stories from you guys over the years, including the one where, where Jeff was freezing the yeah. first time around. And I learned from that. I Jeff, took a ton of clothes to, to Indy the first time.
3: We stayed at a hotel that was literally across the street from Lucas Oil Stadium. And Jeff took an Uber yeah. from across the street around to... The entrance to where he had to go. Yeah, it
4: was on the other side of the stadium. It was on the other the side. Driver of the driver was really confused, but I got into the Uber and he's like, "Where to?" And I was like, "To the stadium." And he was like, "We're there." And I was like, "Other side." Other side. Sorry. Like, called a car, and I was like, "Yeah, I only have a hoodie. <laughs> Take me to the other side, please."
2: I think we're in the same area this time. Dave and I move or we're, we'll we'll be flying out on Sunday, getting there Monday uh, for Dave. And I think it's the same thing. I think we're on one side of Lucas Oil, uh, yeah. and then the convention center's
3: across from I've, Lucas Oil. I've coached Dave up well where to stay at Indy, <laughs> yeah. and he knows. I, I appreciate the fact that he's carried the baton about getting stuff organized yeah. and, and knowing where to stay. And, and yeah, it's a it's a pretty uh, simplistic walk, though. I, I'll tell you what, though. There's times where if you've had a few a few drinks after a long day and you're walking home, that, that, that cold will sober you up a little bit oh, on yeah. the walk. Yeah, get you going the right way. Oh,
2: yeah. Should be a lot of fun, and, and we'll, of course, have coverage throughout next week from the Combine. And Dave and Jeff will be holding it down here from back at the Star in Frisco. But Dave not here today, so I've slid back over into the host chair for the temporary time being. But I like the way that he's been starting these draft shows. And by naming the last player that you've watched or somebody that stuck out to you since the last show that we had. So, Brian, who was the last guy that you took some time yeah, to Yeah,
3: last night around twelve twenty eight, I took a look at a, a young man named John Ridgway from Arkansas. There the you tackle. Know? The defensive tackle. Uh, I think he's a fourth-round player myself. Hater. But this guy, <laughs> is uh, when you watch him, he's a true two-gap nose. Yeah. He, he plays head up, and he's a really powerful guy, though. 6'5", 320 is what the measurables I've got right now on him. But he will line up – I mean, he will breathe the same air as the center. I mean, he's that close to the center's face and all that. So uh, I do like his power. I do like the way he's able to hold guys along the line of scrimmage. I think that the thing about him is he's good playing the run. I just don't think you're going to get very much from him as a pass rusher. I think you're going to get a guy that's going to push real hard and try and drive guys back and then hopefully take up blocks for everybody else. That's kind of what the vibe I got watching him play. I took a peek at that Mississippi and Mississippi State game of him, but uh, this guy can have a long career. I think playing as that one technique or a nose guy in this league, just again taking up blocks, uh, you know, getting off him. If you run at him, he's going to kind of disengage his guy and 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 make the tackle. He's a really a physical player too, as a physical tackler. Like I say, there were a couple times Mississippi State tried to run on side of him, and then, like he slammed the ball carrier down on the ground. So yeah, I kind of feel like though there's your there's your one technique or nose depending on what scheme you play but a pretty good player with the power he has
2: i kind of like the story that he has too he was a transfer from illinois it, state illinois state yeah two star recruit out of high school he was recruited as an offensive tackle Yeah. so he's still very raw at the position did you see any of that in the film is there something fundamentally
3: no i mean, no, I mean I, to me when you know when you when you have guys that, that that play with power and are able to just you know they just maul people that's you know, that's kind of like either you're an offensive lineman or you're a defensive tackle. I didn't see anything that led me to believe that there was any any steep learning curve or anything like that. If you're gonna play football and be mean, push
4: that guy, get to that, that guy. John
3: John Ridgeway, John Ridgway is your guy, if like I could say, if you want that one technique or that nose that just is just gonna he's gonna eat up blocks the way he plays. But again, he's not gonna give you anything inside. But we've had a couple of these guys. In this draft that are big body guys that are really tight, kind of two down players. Yeah. And he he kind of fits in that mode. Have you seen him yet, Jeff?
4: I have not. Nope. Last night I decided to uh, power through the linebackers, all the linebackers, because I knew we were going to talk about them some today. Sure. Nice. So I've watched all of the linebackers.
2: So there's 53 on my list. You've watched 53 linebackers? Uh, i
4: watched 60. I went a little deeper oh, than good. that. good. No, okay. I've watched
3: uh, some USFL uh, guys catch your interest for <laughs> in the draft.
4: I've seen 12 linebackers. That's so good. Go. Last one was Channing Tindall,
3: good Georgia. Player.
4: Yeah, He's uh, not a full-time starter because Georgia has too many good linebackers. So, like normally, it's they start off with Nicobe Dean and Quay Walker. And then they have another single digit linebacker who's their pass rush guy over here. And then Channing Tindall would be the guy that's Anderson, I believe. Anderson. The kid
3: kid that's dealing with the off the field stuff.
4: Oh, well, even without him, there's another one that plays over there that looks pretty decent. Okay. (laughs) Is he listed as an
3: edge or is he Uh, actually
4: a linebacker? What's with all the questions? I'm sorry. Yeah. That's my default anytime I don't know something. What's with all the questions? <laughs> Channing Tindall's fun, though. He is a heat seeker. He's like 6'2", 230, and he is Georgia. He hmm. is ball snapped, me run, me break things, and he runs really, really fast.
3: Jeff, did you see some stiffness in his game at a all? A little bit. With That's... the turning part? I mean, you were talking about the missile downhill yep. player. And run all that. fast, I hit hard. Totally agree with you on that. Yep. I just didn't know if there was when you watched him cover – there was a little bit of, how well can he really turn?
4: Yeah, I think he is, um, like I have him as a third round-ish, 3-4 yeah. cheater grade. There you go. Um, because I think that he's probably a two-down player. And even as a two-down player, there's probably some growth you have to have in uh-huh. terms of awareness, process, trigger. But as far as, yeah. hey, the running back is going to run a sweep. Yeah, There is zero chance that running back is going to beat Channing Tyndall to the sideline. Yeah. You are going to see him, and you are going to feel him.
3: You know what, Kyle? It's funny, Jeff talked about trigger when sure. you watch georgia play if you don't react quick enough it's very noticeable on yeah
4: because nicobe dean will run yeah everybody else around
3: you has every, the every, all those guys will run i mean it, like you said if you if and i think the thing with Tendall was there was a couple of uh, one or two plays i noticed where he was a little slow reacting to the development of the play but so i said that's something you got to keep an eye on again the stiffness and then the, uh, the the instincts to quickly get out of it. But once, I mean, you're right, once this guy got going, it was, I mean, it, it was a blur. All those Georgia kids play like
2: they're blurs. It kind of reminds me of that LSU team a couple years ago, and, and a team that where you looked up and down the depth chart, mm-hmm. and you're saying, okay, that's a first-rounder, first-rounder, second, second, third, yeah. third, and then ultimately, of course, they had, what What was it, 14 guys drafted that, yeah, did. that year? Yeah. Some of the <laughs> some were reserves in that back end. Of course, both teams national champions, so that's going to happen when you have a team as gotta, stacked as that. Georgia's got some really good players. Fun to stay, uh, fun, Nolan uh, fun.
4: Smith is the stand-up edge linebacker, by okay. the
2: way. Number four. They're there you go. Okay. Not draft
4: eligible, right? Okay, I've, I okay, don't know. I've, I've seen. Uh, well, he's eligible. I don't know if he's declared, but he is. I've a seen
2: number four. You're right. Yeah. I yeah, they got
4: a lot of linebackers yeah. at Georgia.
2: And they play all over the place.
4: And when we go through them, which I think it's part of the show today. Yes, third segment. Other ones to talk about. Yep. Boy, mm. I like me some Quay Walker.
3: He's a fun I prospect. Like I watched him Walker. Tuesday after the show. Did you like the fact that that big body's wearing that number seven? It looked good on him. Yes, it did.
2: Yeah. Yes, it Six did. Four, yeah, he looks really good in the uniform and yeah.
3: lean. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we haven't
2: had a chance to really talk about the way that the first round really plays out in front of the Cowboys. Of course, picking at number twenty-four, and there's a lot of things that can happen between now and draft day in late April. But with the combine coming up, I kind of wanted to get a pre-combine feel of what you think will happen in front of the Cowboys. We've talked a little bit about the NFC East, the Giants, the Eagles, the of course the Commanders, I almost said football team because that's what I have it written down as, but they are the Washington Commanders now. What do you feel like this is going to happen? Are there any big surprises in store? Are there going to be any teams outside of 24 trading up in front of the Cowboys to maybe go get a quarterback, a wide receiver, offensive tackle, etc.? that could affect the Cowboys and what would happen at 24?
4: I think this is going to be one of the hardest drafts to predict that we've had in a long time. Like, I can name you six or seven guys that are probably going to go in the top 10 to 12. But when you're talking about drafting at 24, I think in a normal draft, I don't want to get too cocky here, but I bet we could nail like 18, 19 of the names. Sure. They're going to go before you. Yeah. And in this one, I feel like it's more like you could name 10 to 12 of the names. And then you don't know. Like, I know three offensive tackles. I know A safety. I know two corners. I know two edge guys, maybe three or four. But even those, the order, like the wide receiver order they come off the board, no idea. The edge order outside of Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, no idea. Like, just... Somebody take Trayvon Walker in the top ten? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Does somebody take David Ojabo in the top ten? Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, or some George Karloftis top ten to fifteen? Yeah. Maybe. Could one of those guys be staring down the barrel of you at twenty-four? Maybe. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's going to be a really interesting one because there's not the blue chip prospects at the top, and so then it's coming down to. Which guy do I prefer because of what I'm going to ask him to do? Yeah, And so this thing could go so many different ways where I could see the Cowboys getting on the clock and their best player could be a wide receiver, an offensive tackle, an offensive guard, an offensive center, an edge player, a linebacker, a corner. It could be almost anything, which is great for a team that
3: could use most positions. So I just think it's going to be a really tough one to call. I think if you look at the division, I think the Giants make their two picks at five and seven. I think the commanders make their pick at 11. And now here comes the wild card of Philadelphia with all those three picks in front of you. And depending on if Philadelphia gets into this quarterback trading market, if that's the case, you could have somebody else, particularly maybe Seattle picking in there, you know, with, with the Russell Wilson deal. Maybe you would have the Texans in mm-hmm. there picking in that spot as well. So I kind of feel like that with everything in front of you, the only team that I would worry about as far as moving around and maybe making some things difficult or bringing somebody in there that you don't want uh, would be the Eagles. That would be the team that I would kind of keep it an on. And, and a lot of it has to do because of the three first-round picks. But, again, if they get involved in this this quarterback derby that we might have uh, once free agency starts, I kind of feel like that that's the team that might uh, might put a different team in front of you. totally agree with Jeff, though. I think the opening that you have, and the Cowboys have been a really patient team the last couple of years. They've allowed the board to come to them. I, you know, I, I think when it, when it comes time, and we're all sitting here in the draft and the picks made, we're all going to probably say that's a pretty damn good pick. Sure, that's a pretty damn good pick. I don't think there's anything that would really just totally just take us sideways, you know, on what the Cowboys might do. Because again, I think just sitting there and allowing the board to come to them. Uh, will probably be a pretty good thing for them.
2: I think I, I had that same conversation with a, a friend of mine who's big into the draft as well. And really the only thing you could really look at that would be frustrating on draft day, if the Cowboys were to go and reach on a player and go grab a guy who's maybe a late second or an early third in your board, Yeah, you still feel like at some point those guys in front of you are going to fall. Those those right. mid first round picks, late first round picks that you do feel like are in that category. I mean, we've put lists out there. We've talked about the Linder bombs and the yeah. Greens of the world. If those guys don't fall to you, you're still going to get a good play. Someone else you know, did.
4: Yeah. That, you're still going to get it. a great that, player. Like, yeah. I, I did it. Yeah. I, I found one uh and these are just mock drafts, right? But you sure. just you, I look we at the other day, right? Yeah, I look at pretty much all of them just to see different scenarios and like, oh, who does that mean made it? Yeah. Who does that mean made it? Mm-hmm. And one of them, I went, on first glance, I was like, oh, no, it's the mock draft of doom. Yeah. Oh. All, like Linderbaum and Green, my mm-hmm. offensive linemen were gone. Gone. Uh, Zion Johnson was gone. So wow. Even so my even my backup more so. offensive lineman was gone. <laughs> N'Kobe Dean and Devin Lloyd were gone. The corners were gone. The edge guys you would want were gone. And I was like, holy cow, there is a doomsday. And then I looked back at it and I was like, oh, wait, zero wide receivers were picked.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So
4: even in a scenario where you try to wipe yourself out, it's like, oh, you can have your first pick of receivers in the draft, and I think Trent McDuffie, the Washington corner, was available. So it's like, oh, you, you did go. have two See. you had guys fall in your yeah. lap. Yep. No
3: matter what,
4: if you're willing to accept your gift,
3: one will fall to you. I, I kind of feel like though that to me, if I got totally wiped out, I think there's two names that I, that might be there. Jeff mentioned McDuffie. I want
4: to test your love for Ed Ingram.
3: No, I love Ed Ingram in the second round. Okay, I do. I, he's outside. You know me. I have twenty first round grades. Okay, yep. so he's outside of that group. I will say this though about it. Oh, let me say this, Ed Ingram. I, I I said in the second round there. I guarantee you, I could have I could have McDuffie on that board, or I could have Dax Hill on that board, mm. and I would be totally okay with that. I'd be I'd be totally okay with either one of those guys if I got completely wiped out. Where the receiver here remained the same, you didn't do anything with Amari Cooper, so it's Cooper, it's CD, and it's like whoever else you want to sign. Just kind insert of name here. Yeah, so I'm okay there, but let me see what's going on. Do you lose Curse? You know, do you you know do you do you want to do you want to upgrade at corner because mm-hmm. you might move on from uh, Anthony Brown because you say hey that's a five million dollar savings right there. I so, wonder if this
4: team would because. uh if you haven't watched every show that we've done, Trent McDuffie is a Washington corner that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Like he's a first round player. Yeah. And I'd be really happy to take him at twenty four. I wonder if this team would.
3: See, that's what five I'm saying. ten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Jeff, because I I don't know if I, they I, would does
4: I, it fit the mold
3: well when we did Jeff and and Dane and I did a show you know plug and play we do it every Wednesday night seven thirty Central and on my YouTube channel. On YouTube channel <laughs> YouTube.
4: plug it. Com yeah. slash get Jeff it out Cav- there yeah. well this is my last day on terrestrial radio yeah, yeah. I'm congratulations retiring to uh, be a digital man there so you go. yes cutting you want, the cord yeah if you want to hear me talking sports it's on YouTube <laughs> youtube.com Jeff Cava but
3: the but we talked about this the other day uh, about that and I I was I was visiting with some Scouts and they're saying listen Everybody's fallen in love with McDuffie and he's a really good player, but he might measure smaller than the five eleven you're working with right now. Oof. Like
4: five nine and seven eight. Yeah. Like 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 that. under five yeah, ten yeah. is what they he's five
3: so, eleven
2: even one eighty nine is what I've got. Or that, not one ninety five is what that's, I've got. That's
3: what people are saying. It's like don't be surprised if that measurement comes under five ten, one eighty five, give or
4: take.
3: Exactly. And you know, you still watch the tape, but then you know, we love the player. The NFL might not love the player like we do. Sure, And then so that to mean if you're are you willing is, you know, the one thing that Washington has done is they've put a lot. They've put secondary guys into this into these, uh, uh, the NFL and done a good job with it. They've also that scheme is really, really difficult from what I understand to teach and to learn. So you have to have a, a football intelligence, smarts, stuff like that. You know, th- those are the kinds of things. I mean, you show me a guy that can cover and a guy that's smart. Uh, I, I have I, – if I get wiped out and that guy's available or Dax Hill's available, one of those things – I, I, I turn that card in, and I, I worry about getting ready for the next uh, the next pick.
4: And super wipeout area, would either of you be okay with if it was Jordan Davis, the 353 60-pounder yes, yeah,
2: from Jordan? I'd be okay with that.
3: With that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have a problem
2: with that. That's kind of my thought process. And you look at some of the last couple drafts. I mean, the Steelers picked at 24 last year. They That's where they got Najee Harris at the running back position. So you could kind of say that's that's a good player, but not a position the Cowboys would be looking for. Caesar Ruiz was the Saints pick at 24 two years ago. Starter. Yeah. Exactly. So I I think you're going to get some really good players. Brandon Ayuk went after Ruiz in that draft. Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU, did the same thing. Jeff Gladney out of TCU.
4: Look, In the 20s, what happens is you stop fiddle farting. Yeah. In the teens, you're fiddle farting. You're looking at, hey, is that the last good edge? Is yeah. that uh, – yeah. man, corner's a premier position. We Do we need to pluck this last corner we got? At 24, you watch the fiddle farts happen. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, you go, just take what's which, left over. Which good player did you guys just let go because you were chasing a corner and an offensive tackle mm-hmm. and a, you know whatever premium position? You all fiddle farted, and you chased the premium position. I'm going to take the good player. I
2: don't know if I'm going to use your terminology Throw on a this.
4: fiddle <laughs> fart out there. It feels good.
2: <laughs> the, the way that the thing – or the, the – the, First round could kind of fall into place a little bit. Farfanugan. Sure, that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. From 10 on. That's an old statement. Do you feel like there's going to be as much of the fiddle farting as you, you really see in years past? Because I feel like, like you said earlier, there's seven, eight guys that you feel comfortable saying are going to be gone. But outside of that, there's a lot of movement that could potentially happen in between 10 and 23. These quarterbacks. These quarterbacks, that's going to be That's the wild what card. helps you is people chase yeah. premier
4: positions. Yeah, like, I these, think you yeah. could see Trevor Penning, the northern Iowa offensive yeah. tackle, who go to before. me is a second-round guy. I agree. But, you know, you're, people are going to like a lot of the traits he has, mm-hmm. and he's an offensive tackle. That gets pushed up. Yeah, he, yeah. Maybe he goes before you. Yeah. Maybe four corners go before you. Yeah. Maybe six edge guys go before you. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of... Looking at centers and guards sure. and linebackers, like, hey, what you got there? Well, uh, who's
2: going to fall to me? Is there another team outside of the division that you look at in terms of their needs and, and see them as a potential threat to take those guys? Because I know we've talked about and you
3: guys run those mock draft there's, simulators. Yeah, there's the, 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 you're going to run into something today. And they're...
4: 23 keeps stealing interior offensive linemen from me. <laughs> Cardinals keep in all the mock drafts. They keep taking my interior line. I don't appreciate it. Okay. So, sometimes it's Linderbaum. Sometimes it's Green. Kyle. Howard Murray and right I've seen Zion Johnson to them multiple times
3: yeah you know see that there's a there's there's a couple of teams that are going to be drafting ahead of you a lot in this draft that I always worry about because I think that they have a good understanding for players I think the Chargers are one of those teams okay the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of those teams they're at 20. yeah the now you got a team like Buffalo behind you who kind of has an understanding for players. So yeah I, I just you know the fact that you've got all your division opponents ahead of you, you know is that that's a little concerning there. But when you got good drafting teams, again, you know Baltimore, Pittsburgh, those people, that you're going to probably have a couple of pin throws along the way because they kind of figure out a way to take a guy or <sighs> two. Yeah, and
4: is it a real pin throw? or that's a, fake, a real, real that, pin
3: throw? that's a real pin throw. Wow. when Brian
4: it, does a lot of fake pin throws. Sure, Where he's like, oh, oh they uh, took yeah. him. Darn.
3: Had a couple of those last year. Wow. Fake, fake pin throw. But yep. yeah, this when when you get a couple of teams like say Chargers, Ravens, Steelers in front of you that dra- I think draft pr- particularly well. There's, there's going to be some some minefields you're going to have to navigate. I feel like it's a fun I, – I mean, there's no such thing as a
2: fun pin throw. I mean, no. you, you love to get those There is. You hit somebody players, in the neck
4: or something, that's... and it kind of sticks for a second but then falls. <laughs> and then just goes back
2: <laughs> to the table. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be a little fun. But I, I, I've, I've seen s-
3: Tom Coughlin throw a phone. Can we hear that story? Oh, yeah. Full
2: size? Full like, what
3: phone, kind of phone? Picked up a phone and threw it. Core, like, like, the whole thing. Dial in front? The whole Pushed it.
4: Oh, the state, the phone, and the station, everything, the cradle,
3: everything. Yeah, he he wanted to draft, he wanted to draft uh, Curtis Ennis, mm. and he. And oh, this
4: worked out for him. This yep. is
3: when they took. Fred Taylor, my guy. I love Fred, Fred Taylor. They took Fred Taylor, and like he was, he was pissed. One of the
4: greatest Jacksonville he, Jags of all time, no just, doubt.
3: He just threw the phone, threw the complete phone onto the ground, and everybody was like, "Okay, whatever," you know, kind of thing. <laughs> that roll, wasn't roll fake. He was, really yeah. <laughs> he was really mad. Yeah, was really mad. Yeah. But
2: uh, that's the thing is, we're going to have some pin throws throughout, and when the pin throws settle down, you're still going to look at twenty four, and you're still going to get a great player. So,
4: and that's the other fun that's thing the about the awesome draft. thing. Just real quick, yeah. is like Tom. Coughlin, in that moment, thought he lost his running back.
3: Yeah, and he actually got a the better one. The Draft
4: Gods did him a favor. They, they did absolutely. Him a He win. got the better one. He got the he better one. He just didn't know it yet.
3: He just didn't know it. Yeah, the thing mm-hmm. I think the thing, too, about it is, the thing with the draft that always kind of makes me irritated is when we kind of... We're working through it, and we're, we're all right. Give me your best guys. Give me your best guys, and it's the same best guy every time. From round three to yeah, seven. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh, I'm, I'm like, got a
4: knee thing, so yeah. I should stop saying his name. Yeah. But yeah. Just keep asking me who's my best guy. At
3: what point in time do you stop saying that guy's name that you know there's something wrong with
4: him? I never did. I think starting in about the mid third round, I was like, well, our Darius Washington, of he's course. there. Yeah, and then I have to throw in the same disclaimer, yeah. but I know he's a tiny person. He may not even get drafted, <laughs> but he's really good. So. so you got
3: your you got your talking points. <laughs> well, just, yes, as the day wears on, it get the talking points grow a lot longer. Yeah. Jeff was sitting here at the end of the table, and I swear,
2: every time we looked at him, it was just like, all right, so after our Darius Washington, <laughs> I the who guys. else do yeah. you got? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. man, he never ended up getting off the well, board. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, Twitter on the 20 time. We'll answer your questions when we come back on the DallasCowboys.com draft show.
1: At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals smoothie king uses only whole fruits and organic veggies you'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors colors or preservatives and unlike some other smoothie places there are zero grams of added sugar and many of our blends smoothie king is proud to be the official smoothie of the dallas cowboys place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery
5: smoothie king rule the day football season is almost over and that means tax season is here with it comes taxiety filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner don't let taxiety take over this tax season Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back with more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide help is always around the corner check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes Hey Cowboys
1: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your favorite WWE
2: superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd. And Sunday, April 3rd, 2022, get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. You big WWE guy, Jeff?
4: I'm not, no. I was a WWF guy once upon a time. Really? Before your time. Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Okay. uh, The Undertaker. I know all of of those. Stone Cold. Okay. Uh, I have vague memories of the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. And I, I Andre the Giant, I feel like when I was, like, five, they were getting after it. There you go. Once upon a time,
2: yeah. I love it. I love it. J- er, Brian?
4: Uh,
3: WWE? Not, no. He's not, way into
4: it. Not, <laughs> no, not really at all. Big
3: time. But, you know, everybody, when I was working with .com here, they had it here, right? At one time, we've, we've hosted this, right? Everybody was talking about how much fun it was. And yeah. I should have gone. A couple of years ago. It was, like, a six-hour, all-day affair, and they were talking about a guy was... Uh, Vince McMahon's kid fell from like the rafters, basically. And, like, Shane will do
4: that. Yeah. He used to broke I think his he's out, back. though. I think they yeah, I, kicked him out.
3: Well, they like he recently. broke his back or something like that. They, someone said they saw him, like Shannon Gross said he saw him back in the locker room area and he was like really hurt. Like he couldn't move and all that stuff. Oh, my so, gosh. yeah, it's a, it sounded like it was a pretty exciting day.
2: Definitely was. It was a packed house at AT&T Stadium. And of course, you could go on SeatGeek.com and get your tickets for this time around. Two days to contain all the. WWE superstars. All right, time now for some Twitter on the 20. Twitter Twitter
1: on the 20. 20, 20.
2: Starting things off with Connor, our friend over there, Connor NFL Draft. He asked, what interior offensive line options are most realistically appealing at pick number 56? So in the second round for the Cowboys. And he wants to know more about Darian Beavers and his Short arms. He says he is a fan God. of Mr. Beavers. The
4: one linebacker I didn't watch. You didn't watch him. Oh. I haven't seen Beavers. I talked about him the other day. He's the only linebacker it's okay. I've I'll, seen.
2: I'll talk about him. But Son let's start. Let's a... start with the interior offensive line. We'll get the Beavers here in a second. But Brian, anybody stick out in the interior in that second
4: round area? Yes, that does, Brian. Well, I
2: mean, your guy. Yeah. Mr.
3: Ed Ingram. Ed, Ed, yes, sir. Ed, Ed, Ed Ingram's in that group for me. LSU, uh, by the way. I think I, I you know, Canard. I don't know where exactly people from can, will have the him. From from kentucky giant
4: dude played tackle at kentucky mm-hmm. and yep. is a freaking people mover he like, is a great run blocker yeah i'll tell you iffy movement and
3: yeah technique exactly but he, he labors a little bit
4: a people mover yeah i i
3: kind of <laughs> i've kind of was a fan too in it, it, of uh when you mentioned i mentioned canard Thayer Mumford from Ohio State was another guy, 6'6", 327. And then another kid, Sean Ryan from UCLA, who was a tackle uh, that projects inside. Uh, He played left tackle at UCLA. So likely, you know, these are two mammoth guys. Uh, Ryan's 6'5", 320, and Mumford is 6'6", 327. So, I mean, there's a – you watch – Mumford played left tackle in the Utah game, the Mm -hmm. the Rose Bowl, and then he played left guard in the Minnesota game, and I thought he was going to be totally out of position the way he comes off the ball. And the next thing you know, that big body is recovering. And it's like he's into a guy, and now the movement starts. And so, yeah, I mean, this guy, he's not always going to hit the target square, but, man, he manages to get his guy past the hole and things like that. And Ryan on the other side is, I I mean, I, I think that to me there's another guy with, a massive guy that moves really, really well. His base does get a little narrow at time on run blocks. And in, that's when he tries to use that mass to, like, lean on people and push them. So I kind of feel like that maybe in a little bit of a shorter area that you might be able to kind of get some good uh, out of him. But, uh, man, I tell you what, if he, I, I say this, he, he wouldn't be a terrible option if you had to use him as a tackle. Mm-hmm. Say you play him at guard and all of a sudden, oh, we're struggling a little bit. Boom, we got to kick him to tackle. I don't think he would be a terrible option. Matter of fact, I don't think him or Mumford would be. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say position flex because I hate that statement myself. Sure. Right. But if you had to, if something bad happened in a game, if you didn't dress enough guys. These cats could help you that way too. The thing about Mumford out of Ohio State, he
2: played left tackle his entire twenty twenty season. Mm-hmm. And then he moved to left guard full time, quote unquote, because like you said, they ultimately yeah. ended up kicking him back out there yeah. as well. And he played better at tackle than he did at guard, I mean, per se, throughout the entire twenty twenty season. Yeah. And then into twenty one. Who was the other guy you were talking about there?
3: That was uh, my guy,
2: uh, Ryan, from UCLA. UCLA, okay. Yeah. wanted to clarify that real quick. But, I mean, those are two guys that, like you said – you hate the position flex tag because yeah. usually if you have that position
4: you flex, can't you can't, do can't either. Yeah. Zach play. Zach Martin has position flex because he's awesome because he's yeah. a badass Don't player. Don't tell me well, that a guy can line up in places. Tell me where he can kick butt. Yeah, Zach
3: Martin I, can do it. I, Mumford had Mumford had to play tackle because Petit Faree, who we talked, about, who yeah, mm-hmm. who he like, I think he sat out the game. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, we're gonna kick you outside so to make up for. Petit who do you Fary. like more out of those two, Petit Faree and then Mumford
2: from Ohio State?
3: I I think on my board, I put uh, Petit Faree higher. Let me look okay. real quick here. I so have, have him yeah, higher I, as well. I, I do. I have Petit Faree as a tackle, and then I have Mumford. I have Petit Faree as a, as a two, and then Mumford as a three is what I've got.
4: Guards who, if you're... Going back to second round guards, uh, I'll throw out the name Zion Johnson, even though I think he goes before that. Chat Siler from Georgia, and so the guys in order. Mm. If you're looking at a second round guard for me, it's Ed Ingram at LSU. Darian Kennard of Kentucky,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and then Jamari Sawyer, Sawyer who is yeah. Georgia's left tackle, but mm-hmm. I think will be a guard in the league, because he's another one of those guys where you're like, holy cow, look at this power. Yeah. But when you're talking about being perfectly efficient with placement Man, and the you've, movement you've skills, got it's got like, yeah. You got so put guy. him in the phone booth. Yeah. Uh, so I would say Ed Ingram, Darian Kennard, Sawyer.
2: What did you guys think about Cade Mays? Have you gotten a chance to watch him yet out of Tennessee?
3: I have not seen Cade okay. Mays. I
2: liked him at the Senior Bowl. I'd, I'd like for that – I would like to hear what you guys think about him maybe next week or two weeks from now once we get back from the Combine. Good good player, athletic guy, and again, position flex, even though we hate that term. Uh, I, I think he's a guard in the league, but he played all five what? positions at Tennessee transfer. Did anybody – have you watched
3: Cole Strange? from? I Tennessee saw him at the Ch- Senior
4: Bowl. I haven't gotten same his tape thing. yet. Okay. Yep. All right, I crammed linebackers today. Maybe I'll, I'll cram wait.
3: offensive line the next couple. I know of days. that just drives you nuts. I this.
4: know.
3: I've seen <laughs> like fourteen offensive, offensive linemen. If you That's crammed too many. Some offensive linemen. How about that? How about that? That's
2: a deal I would make He's ten me times out of ten. Uh, have you seen Darian Beavers yet? Brian? No, I have not. Okay. Beavers just uh, one I haven't seen. We'll we'll save that, Connor. How about that? We'll we'll save that as your uh, as our assignment going into the week. We're going to look beave. Mr. Beavers out of Cincinnati. Okay. How about this? Is there anyone at twenty four fifty six that would be better than giving Randy Gregory a new contract? This one from Brad, and basically asking, In terms who re- could you replace Randy Gregory with?
4: You got to. This is the hard part because you got to tell me what does it look like. Like I could see a scenario where Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, George Karloftis, Trayvon Walker, yeah. David Ojabo, Jermaine Johnson are all gone. Mm-hmm. If those six are gone then I would say no, and I wouldn't bet on anybody outside of the top two to be able to play at Randy Gregory's level as a rookie. So, no. Now, you're also comparing apples to oranges because Randy Gregory's about to be on a second con, or I guess it'll be his third contract, yeah, third. making a bunch of money, yep. and a rookie wouldn't make that at 24, but I don't think you can p- replace Randy Gregory in the short term at 24. I don't believe you can do it.
2: Okay, so that means no at fifty six is at the same time. Brian, right. do you think there's anybody, and, and we can make this a little easier because I agree I, with you. I, there's no way you replace him in the short term, but yes. long term, is there a guy? That there's you guys that could develop in? like
4: Boye I, Mafe at Minnesota, okay, and Bickety yeah. at Penn State. Like, there's dudes that could develop, but not ones that I'm wanting to pick in the first round sure. and trust in like that.
3: I, the guy that I think there's two names I think could replace Randy Gregory, Logan Hall. No, I mean I, I think that. He's a defensive a, tackle. I was about to say well, that's a tweener. I, I, I no, a I'm playing him at edge. I know. I think if you drafted Karloftis or Walker, I think you could replace Randy. Green. So
4: you extend it to the top four.
3: Yeah. 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 I said if 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 for if you lose Randy, I would say if Karloftis or Walker were there, I think you could probably I think you could probably handle that. Is that something you'd feel comfortable doing? I yeah. Because I got both those guys in the first round. Sure. In
4: that scenario, you, you're keeping Tank, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. yeah, you would yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah,
3: if you keep in Tank and you said, okay, we lost Randy, Karloftis is on the board. Uh, Purdue, Walker, George is on the board. Boom. Either one of those guys, I would go with it. The
4: one who's the most interesting, and it depends where you look. Ojabo? Yes. yes. Ojabo could he's go top the one. 10, he yeah. could go 35, he could go 24, and he is, this he, is Michigan's other edge guy yeah. other than Aiden Hutchinson. And he's got basically great athleticism, mm-hmm. he's got long arms. And he's got two ways he wins as a rusher. One's kind of a Euro step to the outside, and he has an inside spin move. And just from his athletic profile and those two moves, he'll be a first-round pick. No doubt. It's a matter of what is he going to end up as. Because he may end up as a double-digit sack guy. Yeah. That may happen. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be a designated pass rusher in year one. Like That'll be his job, he sure. might rush the passer.
3: If, to be honest with you, he might be the guy that's really more like Randy.
4: Right, mm-hmm. where it's just athletic. Winning like with
3: athleticism, two hundred fifty-five pound guy, two hundred fifty-pound guy, whatever, and and maybe it's the guy winning with athletic ability, but it's super, super raw doing it. I like that.
2: So that's almost a direct comparison if you wanted to look between the two. Yeah. And if you are going to
4: that he's a stand-up rusher too on yep, third downs. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we discussed
2: in previous shows the difference between Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. Dean out of Georgia, Lloyd out of Utah. But if Lloyd is the pick, how is he different than Jabril Cox? Cox is a good coverage linebacker. You guys said so was Lloyd. Tell me about the big differences between the two. This comes from Christopher.
4: I think Devin Lloyd as a college player is a better forward player than Jabril Cox. Like Jabril Cox really shined covering tight ends and dropping back and making plays in coverage, but I thought that he was a pretty iffy run player in college. Devin Lloyd, I feel like people are going to get the impression that either I or we or whoever are lower on him because of how much I love N'Kobe Dean. Devin Lloyd's a really good prospect, Yeah, like tons of backfield production. He's not a take-on guy against offensive linemen, but he is a slippery work-my-way-through guy. So he's got lots of backfield production. He makes plays in the run game. He makes plays in the pass game. I'm a big Devin Lloyd fan. I just love N'Kobe Dean's instant acceleration and instincts. But I get it. The appeal in the NFL is – length plays at linebacker. So he has all those good things. Then you add in six three long. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a good prospect.
3: The thing I could say about him over Cox is he he'll make every single tackle. Yeah. I couldn't say that about Cox. Okay. And you know, you watch Cox play at L S U and play were... next to each other with
4: Randy Rush or with yeah. Micah Russian. Yeah. Let's go. I mean
3: they were they were we were very critical of him playing the run last year. Yeah when we were talking about him coming out. and yep. But we were not critical about him covering people, which he can absolutely do, and he's shown that. But with Lloyd, Jeff's got the player nailed. I, I, he will make every single tackle if you leave him unblocked. I love when Brian says that I got yep. a guy right.
4: Yeah. It's like you got to pass the get test.
3: You, get you riled up. I don't up know a little if that's bit. a good thing if I'm ever telling you you're doing something right. <laughs> According to Derek Eagleton, you know, <laughs> we will yeah,
4: yeah. We will have two or three guys in this draft I'm already aware of that so we're just going to be like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. you're like, well, you're wrong. And I have a Super Bowl ring. And I'm going to be like, but it was a long time ago. It was, it, it <laughs> leave was, me alone.
3: It was a long time ago, Jeff. The ring is small now <laughs> compared to what they do now at these. Yeah, rings. for a draft that's been so unpredictable,
2: or at least it looks like. Like it's going to be unpredictable. We have we, agreed on a lot of these guys so far. We need to start. That's you know, right. I think you get some more Jalen Petries up in here. The
4: earlier mm. they're going to be picked, the easier it is for everyone to agree. It's like yeah, that's why yeah. he's going to get picked there because we all. And then on the other guys, it's like
3: what do you see? So what once we get outside of know, the top one hundred, we're going to have some fun. I think even outside you're of the
4: top saying. thirty or forty, yeah, you, know?
3: you know, you it, know, it's funny that you say that because and you you brought up the name uh, Maffe from Minnesota. Minnesota. And if you, I'm seeing people
4: talk about him as a first-round pick. I know. I saw a third-round pick. Not a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, that's what yep. I'm
3: saying. It, it's funny because I reached out to Gang of Seven. Those are my guys that I always kind of bounce things off of. And I said, hey, I had this mafia in the third round. And the, to a man, they all went four, four. Yeah, four, so wow. that's, four. I have
4: him straddling those two rounds because I'm like, and yeah, I, he's and, a potential
3: and I, guy. I was, like, an I, I was amazed because I'm watching him rush against... Uh, Petit, Furry, and those guys, he's having some success. And I'm going, man, this guy's got some serious get-off. I mean, you, you look at him and that's and, true. You know, running that's from the back side and all that stuff like that. And you're watching him make plays. He's 6'4", he's 258. And every single one of these guys went 4 4 Four. It's like I was playing golf. Four, <laughs> four, you know. But I, I, I kept him in the third. I think I think the kid can run. I don't know mm-hmm. how you cannot have somebody that has that quick of a first step and chase the ball the way he does. I mean, I, Ohio State, Michigan, Purdue. Watch go in game. the
4: top 100. He'll yeah, go in the top
3: 100. Yeah, he should. I'm going to fit one more question in here
2: before we take our second break. Magneto on Twitter says, How about a guy in the first three rounds? It Uh, might
4: be Magneto, sir. You better have a little respect for X-Men. It
2: might be Magneto. M-A-G-N-E-T-O. That's Magneto, brother. Okay, I'm sorry. You have not watched X-Men. Nope, not a long time, my friend. You're a young man. I'm sorry. Give me a guy in each of the first three rounds, so we'll just kind of lump that together. First 100 picks that Dan Quinn... Would fight for i.e. long arm, fast DBs, undersized, speedy edge rushers, linebackers. Who are some Dan Quinn guys that he could potentially be on the table for?
4: I think we're gonna we're gonna do it next segment, but I don't care. That's I'm fine. Excited. Go for it. I, I watched Hit it last it. night. Quay Walker is my top second round linebacker. Got it. Georgia's other linebacker, number seven, mm-hmm. and Dan Quinn will like because he is full size linebacker, 6'3", three. Uh, I don't have the weight in front of me. Two thirty five. Two forty. Okay, yeah. Two forty. And. He can run. He can't diagnose like Dean, but no one can. But he's generally in the right idea of what he's doing. He can run. He's a fluid athlete, so there's the ability to drop in coverage. And when he's rushing off the edge, you can see the length. Because he'll single arm, straight arm, and offensive tackle. Yeah. And this is an off-ball linebacker. So I think Quay Walker is going to be one of those guys that was pretty good in college and might be better in the NFL. Uh but he's he's my guy. He's my number, what are we picking at, 56 in the 56. second round? Quay mm-hmm. Walker's my guy if we can get him there.
2: I have a second-round grade, early second-round grade on him, but he's my third linebacker because there's that much of a drop-off in in terms of Dean Lloyd, and then I've got Walker as my third guy. What me do you too. think about him?
3: I tell you what, I mean, me personally. Let's I, fight. Yeah, no. There's... Come on. <laughs> I, I was going to give you another name. I think Jeff's got the player. I think you guys got the player right. I was going to give you Martin Emerson, the uh, the corner from Mississippi State, as okay. a long guy. But I'll circle back here and talk about this outside linebacker since you guys are, are uh, hell-bent on doing that. Sure. Uh, let me get to my notes here if I could real quick. Mm-hmm. I think the thing with Walker is he looks the part. I kind of had him as an inside linebacker is what I had him as. Yeah. And I, and I, I like the way. I think he's much better when he can attack things downhill. Some of his best plays are when he just go straight ahead and just burst through the gap. And and I, I think the thing, there's, he could really cover some ground when, he's, when he goes into that attack mode. Powerful tackler. He's got some shock and pop to his hands. Uh, I, I, they used him as a pass rusher, so I know that probably got Jeff's attention a little bit as a blitzer. But, uh, you know, when he you know he tends to kind of use his strength more than technique when that's the case. But playing off blocks, stuff like that, I think the instincts to read and react to, to the ball were good. But that rotating system, though, you know, you kind of see him in and out of the line. But, man, he is a good-looking guy on tape. I mean, physically. You look at 6'4", 245. He clearly, yeah, once in
4: a while he disappears and Channing Tindall's in. Yeah, and then maybe they, all apart. A they all looked the They all look the Yeah, yeah I mean, then, they all.
3: But yeah. I— yeah, I absolutely. I, I believe I had him in the third round. Would you guys have him as two? Two. I, I
4: really missed? like him. I do too. He'll be probably a top 40 guy for
3: me. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say 45, 50. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I went third round with him. Yeah. I actually had him over Tyndale is what I had. Oh yeah, I've yeah, got him I've considerably got him. ahead of Tyndale. Yeah. Uh, Martin Emerson, you mentioned him out of Mississippi State. Yeah, I, I like Emerson a lot. I, I, you know, he's listed as six one, like uh, two hundred and three pounds, I think is what. Uh, but you watch him play on tape, he is a really, really long guy. He's a he starts as the left corner and. You know, you could play him outside, you could play him in the slot. I mean, he's got that length in the burst. I mean, for a guy, he's really looks really long and thin on tape. But I mean, there were there were several times where LSU tried to run a slant on him mm-hmm. and Every single time he was there ready to make the play. I mean, every single time. They, they could not get a guy inside on him, and I, I think that's pretty impressive when you can cover those inside routes. The running, the movement the, for a tall guy, the flexibility of his game, it doesn't take much for him to turn and go. So I could see Dan Quinn going down there to Starkville, Mississippi, maybe working out on Martin Emerson and kay. you know, kind of looking at him as a potential third-round guy.
2: I like that because that's a new name that we haven't mentioned on this show yet. But you look at – and I haven't watched him yet, so take this with a grain of salt but he had the third-highest coverage grade in the SEC, according to PFF. I mean, of course, PFF's not the Bible by any means of draft prospects, but if he's there— I mean, in terms of coverage, and and of course the length and the speed and the way he's able to cover the middle of the field, that's something yeah. that I think, of course, Dan Quinn would certainly be excited about. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, it's Magneto. We're give... Oh, I see him.
4: Yeah, okay. Magneto. Oh, well, he's the main I... bad guy of the X Men. I apologize. Or is he a bad guy? That's the
2: question. Oh, now I'm going to have to go watch. Mm-hmm. Left it on a on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're giving our pre combine rankings of some of the top needs for the Cowboys. When we come back on the draft show
5: football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes Taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let Taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys.
3: This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more.
1: That's choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com draft show.
2: Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at slash Cowboys. Also, discount days are back. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, the official fan club of the Dallas Cowboys. You can receive up to 30% off the pro shop in store purchases from February 24th through the 27th visit. DallasCowboys.com slash United Today. Welcome back in to the Draft Show. No David Hellman this week. We'll be back from Indianapolis next week. A couple of shows from the Combine.
3: Jeff Better Kavanaugh. show without him, huh, you think? Brian brought us. A little better kind of, without Dave. Kind of more organized. Yeah, a little better A little better Dave. run. It's okay.
4: We're kidding, Dave. Yeah. Dave Hellman is one of my best friends on planet Earth. <laughs> For is. anyone who
3: doesn't know, he's a sweet, sweet man. Do you think Dave is sober right now? No. No. There's no way.
4: No, he's at Mardi Gras. He's yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah.
3: He's, he's the down in NOLA. The editor, do you think he's? Do you think he has? Do you, every, every think, single bead?
4: Yes. Do you think he'll be sober at any point in the next week?
3: No. 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 no.
4: Me neither. No, he's going to show up at, on at the the Monday no, to the, the combine. combine.
3: He'll be at the combine. He'll be fine for that. Well,
4: he'll be fine for the parts of it where yeah, he just don't has stand okay. next to
3: him because yeah, he might you might have. Some I feel like that first day might be a little tough. Yeah. On Dave. I told him I would bring him steak. some
2: sunglasses. Yeah. I'd have a hangover beer ready for him. I'll yeah. give him a crisp Miller light ready to go. There you go. Then, uh, then we'll be good to go for the rest of the week. So you go. should be a lot of fun. Of course, we'll be getting David Hellman back. And for those of you out here who have been asking and asking and asking, Dane Brugler is going to be on the show next week, in some shape, fashion, and form. So it will be happening. I believe we may have Bucky Brooks on at a couple times as well. So that's cool too. Getting the game back together in Indy, and then we'll of course be back with Brian and Jeff in a couple weeks to get there.
4: Where's Ed Cahill? Ooh, you gonna get Ed on
3: here. Is he here? gonna be out there? <laughs> I don't know. You I don't, might I don't see see think so. Ed's working for the Falcons now. Is he? He oh, might be. You gotta creating, pop him on. He oh, might oh, be creating
2: I, his own draft show. I would love to do that. I've,
3: I've never is, met Ed, so I'd love to go up and introduce yourself. Absolutely. He's the guy that came up with all this. Good, no yeah. doubt. He, good yeah. man. I've heard he's the founding father. He is the founding father.
1: All right. I'm trying to get Ed on the draft show on draft day, the last, like after the last pick. Oh, okay. Oh, good.
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I
4: like it. Okay, so do you know how to pronounce any of the X-Men? I. Do not want to test this. It's like the when Magneto is fighting Wolverine and Cyclops, <laughs> Rouge. I,
2: I think I've got that one. i Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. uh, I don't think so. Um.
4: <laughs> it just hurt me. It just made me feel so old. I know. I didn't realize you really would really know s- the X Men.
2: Well, there hasn't been a great X-Men movie. Try doing radio you, with you five hours a I can a day. say there's
4: never been a great X-Men movie. <laughs> but the comics old. and the old cartoon TV yeah, show were see, awesome. Yeah,
2: see, and I, I can't do that. Somebody had to I take down the that. Sentinels. They had yeah, to. That's true. Somebody had to do it. Mm. pre combine rankings for position of need. Trying to get a ton of names out there. We, we've already gone through a little bit of interior offensive line, so let's go ahead and skip over that just for time's sake. But, Brian, give me your... Defensive tackle rankings at the moment. Get
4: ready, this is going to get wild.
2: In terms of who you would like to see in order, one through five, or
3: however many names you want to go deep. Well, do you want ones or threes? Ooh. Uh, oh yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Davis. Uh, my ones would be Davis from Georgia. Kay. Mathis from Alabama. Uh, Jones from Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut would be that side of it then, and then on the threes would be Wyatt Lial, Logan Hall, and then Winfrey. And if I skip down a little further, then we talk, start talking about Ridgeway, Farrell, and Garrett would be my guys. that I've kind of got down through the fourth round right now, and those are all one techs. No, right? those are all those are those, oh, are those are mixed in between. Yeah, combinations okay, combinations of ones and threes is what those are. Okay, he
4: named the first. Seven names that Brian said, and I think he has them all in the second round. I do. Er, I, I, don't, I don't have any first round. Are the seven guys I have in the second round. Now, I have Logan <laughs> Hall listed as an edge, and I think he can yeah. do either. He could okay. be an outside guy. He could be an inside guy. So at, you put Houston.
3: Travis, Travis Jones for you as a second-round player then, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. So here's my order, and I actually have them all together, ones and threes. Yeah, I do too. I went with Jordan Davis by a hair as my top defensive tackle. Devontae Wyatt, his teammate, the three okay. technique is right behind him. Travis Jones is my third defensive tackle. The UConn, one technique. Mm-hmm. DeMarvin Leal, Texas A&M, is my fourth defensive tackle. Followed by, I don't have first names here, is it Perion Mathis? What's yeah, his? oh,
2: Perrion Winfrey? Uh,
4: oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mathis. Fiderian 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 Mathis, Mathis yeah, yeah, Perrion Winfrey. <laughs> In that order is how I have them. Winfrey's
2: six, is five, is that what you yes. said? Yes, and okay.
4: Liao is four, even though I think he's like the seventh or eighth best tape. Mm-hmm. But it's the he's ceiling. a freaking athlete. Yeah, and Should he be he,
3: in the third round?
4: On tape, he's probably a third rounder. But, but, but that's the whole game, right? The whole game is balance Man, the tape versus yeah. the traits versus what yeah. can he be. And then yeah. we figure out where to pick him. And so yeah. Yeah. second
2: round. I have Davis... Mathis, Winfrey, Leal, Wyatt, Jones. Those are my top six guys in that order. So, I mean, Mathis is your of, second D tackle. Yeah, I like, I like it. him a lot. I like it, um, and I like I like Devontae Wyatt too. I put him right there, touching tags with DeMarvin Leal because of it's almost opposite. I like Mathi, or I like Wyatt's tape more than Liao, but Leal has the traits. Whereas Wyatt, I'm not as impressed by the traits. A
4: little. Bit. I think White has the best defensive tackle first step in this class. I agree. So, like, but he's not the overall athlete. It's
2: that Georgia trigger. Everybody moves quick.
4: Yes. He's not the overall athlete that Leal is, I don't think. And, hell, maybe the combine will tell me I'm wrong about that.
2: Well, I think he relies on his his explosiveness a little bit too much, that first step, and sometimes it kind of gets him in trouble because he's not the strongest guy in the class. Even though his size is there, I I, I put a comparison, Justin Matabike is who he reminded me of, who was a second-round player. Uh, yeah, this is Devontae yeah. Wyatt
4: because he's not always doing the same thing Jordan Davis does, where it's like playing square and no. trying to control. And I'm like, maybe he is powerful enough to be a even a run stopping three while he's a penetrator. It just seems like on tape he's more the I'm exploding and let's see where I end up.
3: That's where he plays the run because he's getting across. Yeah, the line he scrimmage. just slips through. He's like disruptive that way. That's why mm-hmm. I think he could play the run. Yeah, uh, let's go to cornerback.
2: Who are your corners that you have looking out? And this could much like defensive tackle get a little
3: crazy in terms of the rankings that you've got there, Brian. We'll start with you. Uh, Gardner from Cincinnati, Stingley from LSU, McDuffie from Washington are all my first round guys. Okay. McCrary from Auburn is my next guy. Elam from Florida. Then Booth from Clemson in the second round. Elam, uh, uh, excuse me, Emerson from Mississippi State. Gordon from Washington. And Kendrick uh, from Georgia would be my third-round guys. And then you get down into the fourth-round guys like Britt Taylor from uh, Nebraska, woolen from san antonio and then marcus jones uh the little short daddy from uh houston would be my guys i've seen so far (laughs) short Short daddy (laughs)
4: he's seen he's seen more corners than i have but i've got sauce and stingley as my ones mcduffie as my cheater grade one two booth out of clemson is the top of the second yep then mccreary then elam at florida then Kyler Gordon, I have. Washington's other corner is my cheater 2-3. The scouts,
3: the scouts say that he's better than actually McDuffie, in which I'm like, really? Well, he's Who a full-size – uh, yeah. Kyler Gordon. Gordon. He's a full-size yeah. yeah. corner
4: that they say is going to test off the charts. Yeah. And, like, he's got – He's got some good tape. Not as good as McDuffie. Him and McDuffie
2: are both going to test really well next week, right?
4: I think so. But uh, Gordon, I have his 2-3, and then I also watched Sauce Gardner's teammate, Kobe Bryant. I haven't seen him And I have him in the fourth. I like him.
2: Yeah, I've got him in the third, so I've got him a little higher. I liked him at the Senior Bowl a lot. Uh, One of those guys that was kind of overshadowed by Mm -hmm. Gardner, and I want to talk about Gardner here in a second as well. But Kobe Bryant, one of those... Let me pull up the scouting report, but He's in one of those
4: big, long, real long,
2: press corners. lengthy. He was a leader on the field. Uh, I asked a, a couple of his teammates, uh, my MyJ Sanders at the Senior yeah. Bowl. I asked him, I was like, who would be one guy on your team that people are overlooking? And he said Kobe Bryant. So mm-hmm. uh, that's coming from, from him specifically. He was a Jim Thorpe Award winner. I mean, mm-hmm. he got some recognition, but still overshadowed by Ahmad Sauce Gardner. And he's kind of risen in popularity lately because the stats have started to come out and the coverage grades and stuff like that. The tape's real good, too. Did not allow (laughs) a single touchdown his entire collegiate career. Why is he now being considered a potential top corner in this class? Because I don't think we've talked in depth about him on this show just yet.
4: So Sauce is... I think Brian and I might have been talking about this with Dane on Wednesday, youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. Sauce Gardner is... When teams are going to talk about Derek Stingley, they're sure. going to have questions, right? LSU's Derek Stingley is six foot, give or take, mm-hmm. super sticky, really good corner. Teams are going to wonder, what were you hurt? Hurt both times that you, or were you? Did you lose? Like, what did so, you – some love football? Right? Question, yeah. Sauce Gardner is going to measure at over six two. I don't know if he'll be 6'3", because I've seen him training multiple times. Mm -hmm. And he looks me about dead in the eye, and I'm 6'3". So he's going to be a real-life 6'3", or a little bit less, And, man, this dude wants to take your soul. He wants you to not want to run routes anymore. Mm -hmm. He is a press man corner that moves really well for that size, is super physical, wants to blow up the screen game. And I was told when he showed up to where he's doing his pre-draft stuff at Exos Mm -hmm. that the cornerback room, like it was a lot of humble, quiet, learning, Sauce showed up, and suddenly everybody was an alpha male. So, like, he is... He is going to rally, bring you confidence. He is a really, really good player that's going to bring it out
3: of you, too. I love that. I think this thing about Garner and the one thing I could say, this game's not too big for him. He, he he relishes the opportunity. Jeff nailed the player. I'll, I'll say this though: you talk about the alpha male. That's the question about Stingley. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to people who know the player very very well, and you ask the questions about did he really quit on LSU? Was he legitimately injured? Giants should take both of them, yeah. and maybe Sauce can bring it out of Stingley.
4: Yeah. Well, that, <laughs>
3: that's that's the plan. That's <laughs> that the would plan. Would be fun. There there, there are people that'll say that if you expect Stingley to be the alpha male in this thing and to be the leader and all that stuff like that. He really needs a big brother. He needs, like, for example, if the if the Vikings were to sign resign Patrick Peterson, Mm -hmm. and then and then somehow Gardner or excuse me that Stingley ends up at Minnesota, then you're going to have like that's the best case scenario right there. Not just because of the LSU guys, but but they say Stingley needs a big brother to kind of get him along because he's not going to be the guy that's going to stand up there. The learning curve as far as a leader and all that stuff is really, really steep for him, whereas you watch Gardner and like Jeff was talking about, he goes and works out with these other corners, the level of the room raises because of he, he's the confident player, and he's actually I, – I think he's the best corner in the draft myself. Wow. Definitely going to hear his name
2: a little bit early on. Yeah. Is he starting to get into that category of maybe not going to be there – at twenty four. Oh, sauce? Oh, there's yeah. There's no there's no he no on way. that list. There's no way. He wasn't no on the initial way. list that we talked about the other week. He he was but he is now. He was. He was, he was on that list. If we go back, I'm sure we Maybe said his I name. Yeah, it. I'm sure I we said his name. We might not
4: have, have said ever Ahmad or Gardner, but I bet we said Stanley sauce. sauce. That's probably what, kept what it was. Going.
2: Got it. All right, that does it for us here on the draft show, gentlemen. I could do this for a whole nother hour. I
4: could do this for twelve more hours.
2: This is so easy. Let's do it. Yeah, let's just double it up. All right, we'll be back throughout the middle of next week, live from Indianapolis in the NFL Scouting Combine. We'll be back with Brian and Jeff a couple weeks from now, but that does it for us. For Chris Beam in the back, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Brotis, I'm Kyle Yeoman. See you next time on the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
3: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!